Fans can't wait to see our next guest when he co-main events against Gilbert Burns at UFC 264, the co-host of the What's Up Everybody podcast, the man behind one of the most entertaining combat YouTube channels out there. The NMF champion is in the building. Real life Super Saiyan, Ninja, Power Ranger, or MCU character? You decide. But what's certain is that Wonder Boy Steven Thompson is back in the house. Steven, welcome back to Submission Radio, man. Thanks for having me, man. I'm telling you, always a pleasure coming to hang out with you guys. You guys always make it exciting. So, by the way, I'm all that that you that you said I was. I'm the Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, <laughs> Straight Up Ninja. I'm all of it. All of it. <laughs> He's... Glad to be on with you guys, man. Yeah, man. The the pleasure is always ours. I love the background. I love the set. You got the NMF belt. You got the the YouTube channel plaque. You got so much good stuff here. Um, been dying to ask you this uh, since obviously the fight happened. Before we talk about yourself and Gilbert Burns, and obviously there's a lot to talk about. But we got to ask you, man. UFC 264 around the corner. But what did you think about Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards just a couple of weeks ago? The crazy war they had. We've got to get your, your reaction, your thoughts on Leon's win, man. What did you think about it? I thought it was a good fight. It definitely showed. I mean, it was a classic fight of Nate Diaz. You know, just the durability of that guy is just ridiculous. He took some crazy low calf kicks, uh, like first, second, third. I mean, just pretty much throughout the fight. And then almost finishes the guy in the fifth round. Now, that's classic Nate, man. Classic Nate. I mean, it was a really good fight. But for some reason, you know, Edwards schooled him. I thought he schooled him, but I feel like he he could have finished him anytime he wanted. And I was always wondering, like, why is he not finishing this guy? Is it? It can't be the fact that he's like, you know, I'm gonna try and go all five rounds because that's really not going through your head. You're just trying to get the fight over with, knock this guy out. But I felt like he was holding back. You know, I felt like he could go out there and finish Nate Diaz a lot earlier um, in the fight. But that's just me. I thought it was a great performance from Leon Edwards. Very intelligent fight, very smart fight, but it's always a pleasure, always fun to watch Nate Diaz go out there and do his thing, man. Slapping him, you know, <laughs> pointing at him, almost knocking him out. I don't think he hurt him as, as bad as he thought because, you know, you figure Nate Diaz would go out there and try and finish him as soon as you see him wobble, but um, he didn't. He mentioned Nate after the fight and on social media that he sort of putting the division on notice. Do you think welterweight is the division for him, or do you think he should maybe consider going back down to lightweight? I thought he did better work at lightweight, for sure. I mean, mo I mean everybody he's fought at welterweight. I mean, the only person uh, that I think he, he beat was Conor McGregor at 170, but Conor's not a natural 170 guy. Um, I don't know if there's any other 170 that he's fought and beat, um, but... Uh, I think he should go back down to lightweight for sure. I think he should go back down to 155. I think he's better that way. His body's built for it. He's taller. He's longer than everybody uh, in that division. So go back to 155, man. I think you would do better off there for sure. Damn. The, the Steven Thompson versus uh, Nate Diaz fight, it might just have to, to wait. <laughs> might just have to be relegated to fantasy. But just last thing from me on that fight is who whose stock do you think rose the most after that fight? Because even though Leon won the fight, um, Nate Diaz with really just that one and only moment, uh, the fans went crazy during it. And that was kind of all the talk after that fight. And obviously Leon extended his streak, but yeah, it's kind of hard to gauge whose stock went up. Who do you think really kind of, uh, won the stock in that fight? You know, I think it was Nate Diaz. Nate, I mean, most everybody at that fight was there to see Nate Diaz, not anybody else. They weren't there to see Izzy. 
they were there to see Nate Diaz. I mean, he draws crowds like no other because he's an OG for sure. But uh, I think, man, because he he takes a pounding and he keeps on Google going forward and he he does a taunting. It's hilarious. He flicks you off. He slaps you. Points at you. You know, even after he gets beat up and around after the fight, he's like staring at the dude, just like just mean mugging him, you know, and that's what makes him so exciting. But um, because he had that last little little flurry in the fifth round, almost knocking him out, almost putting him away. I think he won more fans over that than than, than Leon Edwards. Yeah, Leon Edwards came out the win and, you know, extended his streak, like you said, but. It was Nate is the one that was uh, the exciting one out there. I think he was the one showboat. He was the one making it happen. Um, even though Leon Edwards was putting in the work, was was beating him up, it was the shenanigans that Nate Diaz puts out there that makes him so exciting. So I say Nate. <laughs> uh, and just quickly on Leon Edwards and what's next for him. Dana White was on the show leading into the event, and he told us that maybe the winner of this one could get the title shot after Colby Covington. But after the way the performance went, what do you think should be next for Leon Edwards? I know people are saying maybe Masvidal, and you've got a big fight yourself coming up against Gilbert Burns. So I wonder if even Leon Edwards could be on your hit list if things go to plan at UFC 264. Yeah, man. You know, I've been trying to fight the guy for the longest, and it just wasn't happening. He wasn't having it. So, I mean, it's understandable. Well, the guy's got the longest winning streak in the welterweight division at this point. So, you know, give it to the guy, man. I mean, you know, Colby Covington had one fight. It was a Tyron Woodley. And, yeah, he waxed him. But uh, still, I, I feel like Leon Edwards deserves the shot more than anybody else. But, you know, there again, Colby Covington, he is a trash talker. He is – he does move the needle as well not Leon. So I think that's what they're looking at. But I think Leon deserves it for sure. It's interesting because there's uh, obviously everybody has their own fans, but you hear a lot of people saying your name because obviously you haven't fought Usman. You're one of the few guys that would be a fresh matchup. What do you think is kind of on the line uh, when you fight Gilbert Burns here, especially considering that Gilbert was um, one of the last title uh, challenges? Yeah, man, I, I know that is, I know that's out there. I know that there is uh, a good win over Gilbert Burns will put me up there with those guys. Um, and like you said, I mean, uh, you know, Usman, everybody wants me to fight him because I'm the only guy that hasn't fought him in the top five. So, you know, he's fighting guys multiple times now. He's fought twice. And if he fights Colby, he's fighting. Um, and he's already fought uh, Leon Edwards. That was in the past. And both guys have gotten better since then. But still, um, I think I'm a, I'm a, I would be a bad matchup for him. Um, yes. He's a phenomenal wrestler, and he's got cardio for days. And now, like, he's knocking out, you know, one of the best strikers in the division, George Masvidal. So you, his striking has improved, and that's what makes this fight so fun for me, is knowing that I'm fighting just the best version of, of, of uh, you know, Kamara Usman. Obviously, got to get past Gilbert Burns, and I'm looking past him at all. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I know that's there. I know that's at the top of the list, but I got one guy that I'm focused on right now and that's in three weeks, Gilbert Burns, baby. <laughs> I'm, ready to go way. I'm excited. I'm really excited for this fight because there's another guy in this division that I, that I had to really think about preparing for And that was, uh, you know, Rory McDonald. And I feel like Gilbert Burns is kind of like Rory. He's got good striking. He can knock you out. He can take you down and submit you. Um, so being able to adapt out there in the fight um, is going to be fun as well. Like, you know, I, I have a game plan, but even then having a game plan, you still have to have room 
and during the fight because you don't know what they've worked on. You know, you don't know what kind of changes they have made. So you got to be out there and, and on the fly be able to change things up. You know, and that's what makes this game so exciting. That's why I love it. He uh, had that big moment against Kamari where he was able to catch him. And I'm just wondering, dude, do you think that he will be looking to strike with you in this fight? I mean, he'd have a lot of confidence in his striking coming from such a great camp. Um, do you believe he's going to try and use it against you? Or do you think he's going to try and use it to set up takedowns and get you to the ground? Obviously, I think his biggest attribute is his jiu-jitsu and wrestling. So that's something that I've been working on every day. But, um, you know, I, I think he's going to be able to shoot. I think he wants to shoot. He may he may act like he's shooting to set up his hands. You know, I, I know I know those tricks, man. They like to shoot. You know, I, I face guys like, you know, uh, maybe not on the high, highest level of jiu-jitsu, but, you know, good wrestlers do the same thing. They'll fake the shot, come up with a big power hand or left hook. Um, that could be in, the, in, his, in, his, in his game plan. Um, but I feel like he's going to want to get the fight to the ground. And the thing is, you know, most everybody that I'll fight at some point, they're going to try and make that happen. So it's pretty much trying to prepare every fight the same way. And that kind of makes it fairly easy for me, you know. Um, so, but I do believe he's going to be shooting for the legs for sure. He's going to be shooting. Or he's going to be faking a shot. He's trying to come up high. Move me, you know what I mean? Because that could happen. You never know. I've been, I've been hit like that before. Dagum <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You'll never, you'll never let that one go. Uh, so I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I know, bro. Not, like fans, my my, especially my dad and my brothers, they will not let that go. They won't. <laughs> what do you mean? What do they do? What do they say? They're gonna, they're gonna. You know, they, you know, things like you know, I'll say something like, "Oh, you can't do that," and they're like, "Oh yeah, well at least I didn't get knocked out by a small guy." <laughs> <laughs> Savage. Or at least I didn't get knocked out by Pettis. Oh my God, they they they're brutal with it, brutal. Um, but you know, getting knocked out doesn't it doesn't scare me. It doesn't scare me. You know, getting choked out doesn't scare me. Um, so now I can just go out there and fight, man. I mean, I've lost before. Yeah, I want to win. Yeah, I want to fight for the title, but I'm not afraid of it anymore. You know what I'm saying? So it's given me this level of confidence like no other, and that's literally I felt that way after my you know my last two fights with Vicente Luque and. And um, Jeff Neal, like, what's the worst thing that can happen? It's already happened. You know, um, getting submitted in, in the gym constantly over and over again by high-level guys. And, you know, I've been knocked out. So what else is there? So now I can just go out there and just have some fun, man. And that's the kind of mindset I've had in my last few fights. And I think that's one of the reasons why I perform, perform the way I have. It's interesting as well because obviously Gilbert Burns um... – had that nice moment against Kamara Usman. He was able to put him down. If you were to go, to go in there at UFC 264 and make a statement against Gilbert Burns, do you believe that that could be enough to sort of, I mean, we spoke about it before. Do you think that could be enough to get you to sort of catapult maybe even a Colby Covington and get right into that title shot? And do you think we'll see an NMF call out after the fight if things go to plan? <laughs> Well, I'm finding another NMF, to be honest with you. Mm, uh, mm -hmm. You know, uh, Vicente Luque is a very nice guy, and his best friend's Gilbert Burns. He was in his corner. And Vicente may be in, in Gilbert Burns' corner. You know, he's had that experience and had um, – we spent time in the cage so together. So, um, yeah, man, he's a, he's a nice guy too. But I think it would – with a good win over him, it's got to kind of pull me up there, man. I'm the only one that hasn't fought him. Everybody, the fans want to see it happen. So I, I believe so. But I guess it must be kind of like weird how you're fighting one of the last title contenders, and yet because there's a bit of a logjam with Colby, Leon, 
mentally, I guess you're probably prepared that, well, you're probably going to have to fight somebody else before that title shot, right? Yes. I mean, I'm prepared for whatever, you know, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm facing some of the best guys in the division right now to get that title shot and Gilbert Burns. If I have to fight Edwards, if I got to fight Colby, it is what it is, but I'm, I'm looking for that title, man. And a good win. Like I said, I'll go out there and finish this guy. Of course, I never, I never go out there looking for it. Go out there and, and, and do what I know I can do. I mean, they, they have to – I got to be there at the top. I got to be at the top, you know. I'm not the type of guy to sit there and wait on anything. And I'm like, I'm going to sit back and wait on the top. No, I'm not that guy. I mean, I like to, I like to go out there and perform and fight in front of the fans and, and make myself better even though, you know, people say I'm old. <laughs> it's weird because now – with the UFC, I'm doing all kinds of different stuff with medicals now because I'm 38. I did when I was 37, but now when I'm 38, I'm doing all kinds of crazy stuff now. I'm like, man, this is not, you know, I'm not getting old, guys. What are y'all doing? <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, man, because you look like you're 25. So I don't think this whole age thing applies to you. Like when they bring up the graphic with Stephen Thompson, it should just say dash next to the, <laughs> next to the age section and just highlight Wonderboy. <laughs> Because that's the nickname. Oh. That's what you look like. But I mean, I know DC. He mentioned he had an age in his mind. Like, do you, when you think about the run in the UFC, is there a specific goal in mind that you want to achieve before it's all said and done, or is it like sort of one step at a time? Are you doing a bit of a GSP where you're like, look, I don't want to fight if I'm over forty. I don't want to keep fighting, or is it kind of to take us into that mindset of where you're at right now in your journey? You know, obviously. Say I have that number one goal, and that's to be the champ. You know, that's to be the champion. But after that, even even when I get the get the title, I believe, you know, it really depends on my body and how I feel my body, how it's recovering, and things like that. And I'm going to do it as long as my body will let me. Um, but that's another reason why I have good coaches and good close people around me, a good circle around me, because they maybe see things that I don't. Um, I haven't taken a ton of damage. Well, that's a plus, and I think that has to do with me coming into the MMA scene fairly later in my life, you know, at 28 years old instead of 21. I think it has a lot to do with my style as well. Um, but, you know, when Pops tells me that I'm done, I'm done. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, he can make that de decision or if I feel like my body just can't keep up anymore. So... I'm trying to be the oldest UFC fighter ever. I'm trying to be Randy Couture, man. I'm gonna make it fifty <laughs> for sure. <laughs> what do you think? What do you What are you thinking we could do? I reckon we could push it to seventy, and then we might have to change it to Wonder Man from Wonder Boy, <laughs> right? Or at least put a at least put a, like a senior division in the UFC, right? <laughs> but <laughs> I was gonna senior division. I was gonna ask you: Is the challenge as well trying to stay as active as possible for you at this point? Like putting in the great performances, but I know you've had the issues, you know, you've had broken hands and you've got all sorts of things that happen to all fighters throughout training, but is it about trying to maintain that consistency and try and come back kind of soon after this Gilbert Burns fight, if you can make it happen? Uh, yes, if I can make it happen, 100%. But, you know, like like I've said before, you know, like, uh, you know, after your fights, you know, you're out there battling it out. Um, some guys just wear damage and they take damage so well. Vicente Luque, for instance, he could fight one day and two days later fight again. The guy just takes damage, just a dense guy. Um, you know, the, it's funnier because the later, the, my last several fights, I've had to take some time off because of my injuries, you know. And I don't know if it's just the years of just combat 
since you know over 25 years of just fighting or what um it's not because i'm getting old it's not that <laughs> i know it's not that but yeah man i mean if i can do that for sure 100 percent um if i can come back and not have any injuries after this fight and go back and maybe fight for a title at least somebody uh colby or edwards 100 percent I want to get back out there. Yeah, hundred percent. I would love that, man, because there's so many fun matchups in the division uh, for you and other guys that are yet to be had. Uh, before we talk UFC 264, uh, just a quick reminder: while we're talking to the NMF, if you want to be the SMF, the S stands for Smooth. Make sure to get Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0, the best grooming tool on the market in the whole planet. You can use it to shave your balls and have the smoothest balls in the world or you can use it on any other part of your body you can do your arm hair you can do your back hair you can do well anywhere where hair grows and it will not cut you with the skin safe technology the engineers spent over 18 months crafting this you'd think they were building a rocket but no they were building the best grooming tool on the market so that you don't have any more you know nicks and cuts and all those unwanted things and the good homies at manscaped are giving away 20 percent off with the code submission who doesn't love saving money and being smooth this uh well it's winter here in australia but it is summer in the states so wherever you are be smooth be aerodynamic and use the manscaped lawnmower 3.0 isn't that right dennis that's right man manscape is the place to go to make sure you're smooth where it counts and uh, ready for whatever comes at you and cast after that happens why not make some money and that is with our friends at my bookie you guys could sign up today with promo code submission and my bookie will match your deposit halfway up to one thousand dollars and why not do that today, Cass? I mean, so many big matchups. Just the other weekend, we saw Anderson Silva win a boxing match. We've got all these crazy fights coming up. UFC 264 right around the corner. And just this coming weekend, you've got Volkov gain in a heavyweight clash where you can make some serious cash yourself. So make sure to jump onto MyBookie today. Sign up with promo code SUBMISSION. And my bookie will match that deposit halfway up to $1,000. Do it today. Bet, win, get paid only at my bookie. That's right. Make sure you to bet, bet on UFC 264 with the big fights coming up there. You got obviously Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier 3 and our good friend Stephen Thompson taking on Gilbert Burns. But just speaking about UFC 264, Stephen, um, congrats. Congratulations on being the co-main event on such a massive card. And this isn't your first Thanks. time co-main eventing uh, on a Conor card as well. You did that UFC 205 when you fought Woodley yep. in New York, you know, another massive card. Uh, how's it feel to be on on such a, another big card? And does it do anything for you pressure-wise? Does it make any difference for you? No, not at all, man. And I mean, obviously, it it, it, it being co-main event pushes me hard in the gym, you know, having that, having that platform of co-main event really gets me focused go out there and, and do my best you know uh it's great man i love it i think this is an awesome huge card one of the biggest cards of the year i think and i'm coming event, bro this is really awesome so i'm just excited to be a part man really i, I really i can't tell you how truthful that is i'm just glad to be a part of this this whole thing so um yeah man i'm gonna be all smiles stepping out there in the cage and all smiles walking out so it is what it is man i'm i'm, I'm pumped and ready to rock man it's gonna be a crazy main card we can't wait and of course tai tuvasa who's a big fight down here in australia i'm gonna be on the card as well so a lot of great cards a lot wait, of great what? fights you're gonna be on the card no tai tuvasa i wish we were on the card <laughs> we can't get out of the country we can't get out of the state yet. <laughs> but tai tuvasa is going to be on the card against greg hardy so it's going to be fantastic but and you'll be doing a shoey as well right steven yeah there's going to be shoeys all around 
But I was gonna. Oh, Chewy's all over the place. Hey, hey, I'll do a Chewy, man. Let's go. I'm with you. I'll do a Chewy. (laughs) We're we're passing that message on to Ty. Everybody, Ty, get ready because Steven's coming for you, man. He's coming for you. But I was gonna ask, man. I'm coming, baby. I'm coming. Casper mentioned that uh, Conor McGregor, obviously, you were on the same card with him, UFC 205. We were lucky enough to be at that card, actually. A very history-making moment in MMA. But at, what's your relationship like with Conor? I mean, I know you guys are under the same management company. I know he's a Stephen Wonderboy Thompson fan. Um, is there a re- relationship there? Do you guys ever talk? I imagine he'd be pretty vocal about wanting to have you in that co-main event spot under him on the card. Yeah. Yeah, so we often hung out just a, uh, a few times, and that's been, it's been very, very obliging, very, very, very nice, man, very nice. Um, you know, shaking my hand, and and you just it was cool because you just, he would sit there and just talk to you like like we are talking now. So um, there's only been a handful of times that I've done that. Never had the opportunity to really, really hang out with him and really try and develop a relationship with him or a friendship. But um, you know, I ever since I. I Many times that I've met him, very few times that I've met him, he's been a swell guy, man, super, super cool guy. So that's been it. That has been it. Passed him by. What's up, man? How you doing, man? That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder. It's been great, man. It's been great. I wonder, how do you see this third fight going between him and Dustin? Um, this is obviously a big one for all the marbles, man. A lot at stake here. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you'll necessarily be able to watch it because you'll be probably doing post-fight medicals and stuff. Um, but how do you see that one playing out? Oh, man, that's a good one. I think the person that has to do more changing of the fighters is definitely Connor. I mean, Dustin Poirier has been fighting pretty much the same way for the longest time. He's got great boxing, you know, good timing. He's tough as nails. He likes to sit in the pot. Um, and he's intelligent. You know, he kind of lost something in his last fight. And I think it was all the boxing that he was doing. He doesn't have that movement anymore that he's that, – you normally saw, like when he fought Jose Aldo, it was the movement that won in that fight. And he was kind of standing there in front of Dustin Poirier, and he took a lot of low, low calf kicks, and that's what settled it, you know, sealed the deal. So he's got to get back and to get moving like a karate guy. He's got to get back into getting on his bike and, and, and moving, using that movement, that in and out movement, switching sides, uh, playing that game if he's going to go out there and beat him again. Because he can draw out Dustin Poirier's strikes with his movement and him being such a good counter puncher can counter off of that so out of the two connor's got to get back to that you know what i'm saying so um, i don't know how hard it is or how long he's been doing the boxing um stuff but he's got to get out of that and get back to his movement if he can do that connor can win yeah well i mean that's the thing a lot of people pointed out it was the movement that seemed to be missing uh, and that was one of the key differences between the first fight where Connor won and the second one where he was unsuccessful and Dustin won. Um, I'm wondering, as a phenomenal striker, as someone who's no stranger to low kicks and the calf kicks, how easy or hard is it to make those adjustments that you mentioned in the span of, what was it, six months or so, uh, you know, back-to-back fights? I think I think that's the biggest curiosity factor about this one. It's not that they've both had, you know, three fights and they met down the road again. It's just that they're doing it back-to-back. How easy or hard is it? to make those adjustments well uh you know for a a lifelong martial artist such as conor mcgregor i think it should be fairly easy for him i think uh he can get back to that fairly easy and as long as he's been doing that you know directly after the fight after his last fight he should have gotten back to the gym and started working on it 
knowing because I mean he knew then that was they were gonna have a rematch. He's one one. Poirier's one one. It's bound to happen. You know, it's meant to be. Have a third fight. So hopefully he's doing that, and hopefully um, he's got good coaches to get him back, making him do that movement. So I don't think it should be that hard for him. Well, I'll tell you why. People are excited to hear that Wonder Boy by Tenacious D blasting through the stereo when you walk back out against Gilbert. But just quickly as well, <laughs> have you actually spoken to Tenacious D or Jack Black or any of the guys? I know you, you play their song quite a bit. I reckon they'd be pretty pumped and jazzed that you use that as your entrance song. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I've always been a fan of Jack Black, Tenacious D. You know, I've seen all of his movies. Huge fan. of follow him on social media. That would be the coolest thing if I could have Jack Black actually actually seen that song live as I walked out to fight for the title. That would be just a dream come true. I've actually had fans kind of go out and try and maybe say something to him, but he's the guy's got so many fans. You what's what's, what's your message still, to him, man? I, he's probably a big submission radio fan. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I know, right? You need to get him out there. You help me out. <laughs> what's your message to Jack Black if he's listening, which of course he is? He's got to be. Uh, yeah, 100%. Jack Black, get me. I need you for the Wonder Boy walkout. Title fight. It's got to be for the title. Okay? I need you out there giving me the, the vibe. You know what I mean? You got to hit me. You know? I need, I need the, the Wonder Boy um, energy in the house coming from the man himself. So if you're watching this, which we know you are, I need you there, man. I need you there. I love it. I love it. It's a it's a show, and I hope we get School of Rock Jack Black in there. You know, Stephen is good at oh, piano. Yeah. He will be rocking at the show. Stop. Anyway, look at this guy over here, man. <laughs> School of Rock, like connoisseur, man. I know, I know. And Lawrence was good at piano. As we let you go and get out of here, because I know you just finished training. Um, what is the prediction for the big fight, you and Gilbert Burns at UFC 264? I'm pumped, man. This one. It it may not be officially, but it does feel like a kind of number one contender fight. It's that high in terms of rankings and and uh, stakes. What is the prediction, man? How do you see yourself getting done? You know what? I never go out there predicting any knockouts or anything. You know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I am uh, the only thing I visualize, and I've told you guys this before. I believe that I always visualize my hands being raised at the end of this fight, and I'm ready mentally, physically, emotionally ready for a three five minute round. War. So bring it, baby. I'm ready to rock and roll. Hands are going to be raised at the end of that fight. I'm ready to go. Dude, it can't be any harder than that ultimate warrior training you've been doing in the gym with the students. That you, You've had, what, like 50 students trying to take you out? And you put all of them 70. away. 70. I had 70 kids. Well, Gilbert, Gilbert kids. Burns has no <laughs> chance. You did something that Kramer from Seinfeld yeah. was never able to do, take all the kids out. So very impressive. Yes. Guys, make sure to subscribe to Steven's YouTube channel for classic videos like Technique Tuesday's Fight Picks. The What's Up Everybody podcast, live UFC watch-alongs with him and Sweet T, Fight Camp videos, and lots more. And of course, follow the man on Twitter and IG at Wonderboy MMA. Dude, we can't wait for this return. It's going to be epic. Thank you so much for taking some time. Say thanks to Ray for letting, him, letting you speak to us tonight. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for the shout-out, brother. You guys are awesome. <laughs> 